From the New Media Project at the NYU School of Medicine, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, a pill to prevent cataracts. We found a modest reduction in in, uh, any lens opacity amongst those that were taking Centrum. First this. The Accreditation Council for Continuing Medical Education requires a financial interest disclosure before any CME activity. Dr. Milton declares no real or apparent conflicts of interest. Did you know that you can get every episode of As Seen From Here as soon as it comes out and without ever having to visit a website? It's called subscribing and it's free. Each week, subscribers get As Seen From Here automatically loaded onto their iPods, MP3 players, and computers by using a program called a podcatcher. Go to asseenfromhere.com and click on the How Do I Listen button. Subscribing only takes a minute. Free podcatchers are available for Windows, Macintosh, and Linux computers. I put links to download an excellent podcatcher on the How Do I Listen page of asseenfromhere.com. Then, within hours of my podcasting an episode, you'll have it too. How many times have you been asked, Doctor, can I take anything to prevent cataracts? You cite the ARED study and say with confidence, dietary supplements do not help to prevent the development or progression of cataracts. But wait, a new study suggests that a simple multivitamin might actually be beneficial. And the clincher is that the study is AREDS. Bearing this good news is Roy Milton, my guest today. Roy, what is the MS Corporation? They're a contract research organization which uh, gets contracts from the institutes of NIH or from drug companies and some other entities to actually do their biomedical research studies for them to conduct their clinical trials, their epidemiologic studies, and, and various kinds of things like that. Prior to your study, what evidence existed of an effect of a dietary supplement or multivitamin on cataractogenesis? Well, going way back, um, there's always, I think, for a long time been an interest in some aspect of nutrition in relation to cataracts. And uh, to give you a little ancient history, in 1976, we did an epidemiologic study in the Punjab in northern India, and at that time there was a thought that maybe protein was beneficial in, in slowing the development of cataract. Um, but we've moved, moved on since then, and in more recent years, even as far back as 15 to 20 years, uh, the antioxidants seemed like good candidates for possibly being beneficial in terms of cataract. And the ARIDS study did have one of its arms was to look at the effects of high doses of vitamins C and E and beta carotene to potentially slow the development of cataract. Turns out that we didn't find any particular effect there, but at the same time that that study started, the Cancer Institute was starting a study in China of a nutritional intervention relating to esophageal cancer. And it turns out that they, were, they had two studies there, and one of them was using a, a, a multivitamin, and one was using uh, some other specific vitamins. And the Eye Institute piggybacked on that study, 
putting in a, an eye examination for cataract. And uh, this was about 1991 or two. And we did find in that population that the, those folks that were on the multivitamin had a 30 or 40% decrease in the prevalence of uh, nuclear cataract. Had any benefits been demonstrated uh, prior to this study on specific types of cataracts, let's say nuclear as opposed to cortical as opposed to posterior subcapsular cataracts? Well, all, almost all of the studies had been observational studies. And uh, there were some suggestions from some observational studies, not intervention studies, that nuclear cataract might be prevented or slowed by some nutritional aspects. Sometimes cortical would, would be found as well, but these are almost all observational studies. But the evidence was suggestive, and uh, we and others picked up on that and proceeded with including nutrition in our ARID study. And since these prior studies were observational rather than case control studies, uh, one possibility, and, and correct me if I'm wrong with this, is, is that uh, the multivitamin using demographic may have been different in other ways from the demographic that didn't use multivitamins. Let's say that they may have been, may, may have had a greater use of uh, sunglasses, may have smoked less. Well, um, I don't know that any of the observational studies really focused on multivitamins. They were more focused on specific antioxidants as, as we were in ARIDS. And the idea for a multivitamin came along a little later. In ARIDS, about half the people that entered this study were already taking some kind of multivitamin. And we wanted to control that. And we couldn't tell them, stop. So we said, well, if you're going to take one, please take the one we provide, which happened to be Centrum. So we, we at least know what you're taking. And a little over half of the participants did take the multivitamin along with the appropriate high-dose antioxidant if they happened to be randomized to that arm of the study. And we felt that, well, in the multivitamin, the amounts are really pretty small compared to these mega doses that we were giving them, so we didn't think that it would confound the results of our own intervention. But that's how the, the thinking about the multivitamin came along, plus the fact that there had seemed to be some effect in China. So in ARIDS, subsequently, we said, can we tease out any potential multivitamin effect in our ARID study? And that's where we got into this uh, paper that we published here rather recently. With the Lingshan cataract study, the uh, Chinese cataract study, it, this study did demonstrate a benefit of multivitamin use in the prevention of cataracts. But can you talk a little bit about how that study differed from your study that we're going to talk about next? Well, the, the Chinese study, uh, the population there is was nutritionally underserved or perhaps even deprived. So there was a chance for a, a nutritional supplement to really be effective in their lives in, in perhaps all kinds of ways. In our U.S. population, of course, we're not basically uh, deprived nutritionally. We're in pretty good shape. So we really didn't expect 
much from a, a impact from a multivitamin, but we thought we should take a look at it. In contrast to the Chinese population that was studied, had there been reason to believe that giving vitamin supplements to an already well-nourished population would, would have a significant benefit? No reason to believe so for, uh, for uh, ophthalmic conditions, no. There was really no reason to believe so, I, I, I think. It, it, it sort of came along with our arid study, and, and we had this opportunity to see if we could find anything. Then at the same time, there was interest because of the Chinese study, so we have this sort of companion trial going on in Italy, a placebo-controlled uh, clinical trial of Centrum as opposed to placebo in that population in Italy. The Italians are not nutritionally deprived either. They're, they're well off just like we are. But it turns out that at that time they were not taking multivitamins like we have been in the U.S. for quite some time. Uh, that has changed, but that study is almost over, and it should tell us in a real clinical trial sense if there's any value for a multivitamin uh, to help slow the development of cataracts. As you said, this study grew out of the ARED study, and it was an incidental uh, sort of, of project, if I'm right. Oh, yeah, quite incidental. It seemed like maybe we should take a look at it, given these other things that we knew about, but it, it was not a design feature. The person's taking... Uh, the multivitamin irids uh, were taking it by their own choice for whatever reasons, and we had no control of that. Uh, so we, the analysis that we finally did was an attempt to adjust for or control for some of the potential bias that might creep in uh, when you're doing that analysis. The main populations for the ARED study were the population taking high-dose antioxidants and the population not taking high-dose antioxidants, and that amongst these two populations were people who were sort of voluntarily taking multivitamins, and you wanted to standardize the multivitamin that they took, so we asked them to take the Centrum without lutein. That's right. And uh, you subsequently looked at the populations that were, the, the population not on antioxidants, that were using Centrum versus the population that were not using Centrum and compared them for all types of cataract. Does that sound right? That's right. And uh, by using this so-called uh, propensity score approach, it's an attempt to re reduce the potential bias for the fact that intervention was not random. In, in a clinical trial, it would have been randomly assigned and the two groups would have been theoretically balanced with the regard to various kinds of factors. But in this case, we didn't know. And so this approach tends to reduce the bias that may be evident. In the ARED study, as part of the study design, you did look at cataractogenesis and compared it in a population that was using high-dose antioxidants to a population that was not using high-dose antioxidants. And what were your findings in comparing cataractogenesis between those two groups? We found essentially no different. Our, our measure of effect was, would, would be odds ratios, and um, occasionally the odds ratios were just slightly in the protective direction, 
just barely and, and no statistical significance. We were somewhat surprised. Let me have you talk a little bit about the ARED study generally, when the project was launched, how large the study population is. Yes, it, uh, I think the first patients were randomized about 1992. A total of over 4,700 persons were entered into the study um, and followed for an average of about six to seven years uh, at the time that we did our reports uh, that appeared in, in uh, Archives of Ophthalmology. The study had two aspects. One was looking at macular degeneration and one was looking at cataract. Can I have you describe the design of this study, how this fit into the larger ARED study? Yeah, the um, age range was uh, mostly 65 to uh, 80. There were a few folks that were between 55 and 60, but a, a small number. And they were assembled from 11 retinal clinics around the country. And um, they, they were actually categorized into four groups according to their level of severity of AMD, whether they had nothing or some early stages or some slightly more advanced stages for that purpose. Um, those that had really no AMD early signs at all uh, were not included in the AMD study because they also received high doses of zinc and we were wished to be careful about giving high doses of zinc to people who had no chance of any benefit from it. However, for the cataract analysis, uh, we used all persons, including those uh, that only got antioxidants, and we, we categorized them into half received antioxidants and half did not. Some of them also got zinc, but that was not considered. And of course, among them, over half were taking the multivitamin on their own choice. The main outcome measure for your study was quote, any lens opacity, close quote. What constituted any lens opacity? Yeah, um, that's uh, kind of the categorical name for any one of the three types that we evaluated, whether it was a nuclear type, cortical type, or a posterior subcapsular type. And our primary analysis was, um, did they proceed to noticeable amounts of any of those types of opacity? or did they have cataract surgery? All of that went into the thing we called any uh, cataract, any opacity. Then we also looked individually at whether or not they went to a noticeable amount of nuclear opacity or cortical opacity or PSC. And, and the amounts that we designated as being an event uh, were slightly arbitrary, but they were decided before the study took place, not after we looked at the data. And uh, they were based loosely on experience from previous observational studies. You use propensity scores for Centrum users. What are propensity scores? Well, a propensity score, it's, it's, a, it's actually a statistical technique, which I guess isn't the, the best way to introduce it. Um, a means of determining a person's probability of taking the treatment in this case uh, and then 
stratifying the persons on the basis of that information so that the comparison groups become balanced with respect to that. We had no control over who took the treatment, so this statistical device calculates the probability of, uh, of their taking Xentrum, and, uh, and then we use that as a stratifying variable in our regression analyses. It's called by some a quasi-experiment because it's not really truly random. How did you grade cataracts for this study? The um, lens was photographed both through the slit lamp for nuclear images and by retroillumination uh, photography for cortical and PSC. And these are film-based photos. Um, and they were sent to the uh, photograph reading center in Madison, Wisconsin, the University of Wisconsin, and they were graded there by trained and independent uh, graders according to standards. The nuclear, we had a set of uh, six standards against which the density was graded. And for cortical and PSC, there was actually an attempt to quantify the extent of involvement of the visible lens. What were your findings? What were your results from the study? Did Centrum help? Yes, and by using this statistical technique, we found a modest, I would say, reduction in, in uh, any lens opacity amongst those that were taking Centrum. The uh, odds ratio was, I think, about 0.85, so it was not penicillin, but it was, it was a modest but statistically significant reduction. And when we looked at the nuclear type alone, the effect was a bit more pronounced. And uh, we did not see any corresponding impact on cortical. And uh, PSC, we had very few uh, PSC events. So with the ARED study population, high-dose antioxidants did not help, but multivitamins did? It appears that way, yes. With the caveats that um, it, it go along with, even though the propensity score approaches a valid one and often gets similar results to fully randomized trial approaches, um, I would not regard it as definitive. I would regard it as further evidence that maybe something is going on. How long was the follow-up for this study? Um, the average follow-up was about uh, six and a half years, uh, some perhaps five and some as long as eight. How large was the reduction in opacity in these patients? How, how much better were the lenses of the centrum population versus the non-centrum taking population? Well, we had, and I'm not sure that I can answer that question. We, we had our criteria for um, what constituted a change in lens opacity. And, and some of these eyes had some minor degrees of opacity at baseline. So the criterion for a lens event was how much change took place, either how many units on the density scale for nuclear or the increase in, in percentage of involvement for cortical or PSC. And they were, um, how should I say it, on, on the basis of previous uh, study experience, it isn't clear that they have any 
obvious impact on vision if you increase by that amount. But these are measure amounts. They're not trivial, but they're not, not large changes necessarily. If, in fact, Centrum is beneficial from impeding cataractogenesis, what do you think is going on pathophysiologically? One can wonder why, apparently, the high doses of specific antioxidants do not seem to show any effect in ARIDS and um, in other observational studies as well. But, in fact, we do seem to see something going on as a centrum effect. And uh, it's not clear what that means, although in some sense the uh, broad spectrum of vitamins and minerals that are in centrum uh, when combined with an individual's diet may be uh, interacting together in in some appropriate way. But still, there's really no answer. And uh, the answer probably has to wait further discussion until the results of our PARMA study uh, become known. We are a single center study in Parma, Italy with uh, 1,020 persons randomly allocated to either Centrum or Placebo. And we have been following them for almost 10 years. Uh, The study will end um, early next year and the results will become known later in that year. Um, And if that study should find an effect this being a well-designed, randomized, placebo-controlled study, uh, then I think there will be more interest in trying to tease out why would a multivitamin work when high doses of individual vitamins do not seem to work. What do you recommend that we as clinicians do? At this point, what would I recommend? Well, I'm not a physician. On the other hand, uh, many physicians and, and things you read in the journals are saying multivitamins are good potentially for many things that ALS, and uh, they seem to be harmless for sure and perhaps helpful. So um, uh, I don't think I could say to anyone, well, take a multivitamin because it may help your eyes. At this point, I would say take a multivitamin because it's generally potentially good for you, and it may help you in a variety of ways. Roy Milton, thank you very much. Thank you. Roy Milton comes to us from the MS Corporation in Rockville, Maryland. His paper, Centrum Use and Progression of Age-Related Cataract, in the Age-Related Eye Disease Study, a Propensity Score Approach, AREDS Report Number 21, appears in the August 2006 issue of Ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Milton or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Call our listener response lines in the United States style area code 646-808-0231. In the United Kingdom dial 020-7558-8275 or Skype JYoungMD. Those numbers can be found on our website as seenfromhere.com. As Seen From Here is a production of the new media project of the NYU School of Medicine and is edited by Joe Fry. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.